Welcome to Inside Aesthetics, the world's leading podcast for injectors and cosmetic businesses. I'm Dr. Jake Sloan, an aesthetic doctor based in Sydney, and I'm joined by my co-host and good friend David Segal, an entrepreneur and an aesthetic business mentor. Each episode of IA showcases unfiltered conversations with guests from around the world. In a sometimes disjointed industry, IA aims to help educate and connect our global community to raise the bar for both our businesses and our patients. To further support and educate our listeners, we offer a range of additional resources under our IA Patreon subscription service. This caters for injectors and business owners of all levels and includes interactive live Zoom sessions, webinars, hints and tip videos, private chat groups and exciting future content to come. To subscribe to IA Patreon, head to www.insideaesthetics.com forward slash Patreon or click the link in our podcast description. You should seek medical advice before undergoing any treatment or procedure and these podcasts do not replace a professional and bespoke consultation. Well, Jake, I'm excited. It's it's a collagen episode today. Hooray! All about the collagen. We're, we're renaming this one to David's episode. <laughs> David's episode. And we're joined by a very esteemed and special guest who's been on the podcast three times before. In fact, you were number two on our podcast. You were the second guest that we ever had on our podcast. You were one of the only people that would give us the time of day when we had no episodes no reputation. Well, well I'm actually going to upgrade for her. She was the first guest. We were the first that's guest. That's right. Actually, you were. We were number two. Yes. I thought I was number one. <laughs> there that's you go. Me. I mean, number two. And, we, oh. and we've done two subsequent episodes with you. So just to remind listeners, if you want to go back and listen, uh, obviously episode two we just spoke about. We did an episode back in 2019, which was episode 36, where Fiona came on and spoke about vitamins, supplements, and the microbiome. And then again in 2020 during, was it COVID? That would have been COVID. Lockdown, yeah, yeah. Lockdown, um, talking about how to support your immune system. Mm. So it's been a little while, and we're very excited to have you back because not only are we talking about collagen today, which is one of my favorite topics to talk about, but we've actually formed an alliance or a partnership to work with you and your company, Vitasol. So thank you very much, Fiona, for coming back and donating your time so generously. Yeah. Why don't you introduce yourself <laughs> to all of our new listeners yeah. who, who maybe are new to you or new to the podcast or vice versa? Well, thanks for having me back. Um, where do I start? Um, you know, I've been in the skincare industry. I'm a veteran. I've yep. been in skincare for over 30 years, wow. um, which is a bit scary when I think about it. So I literally live and breathe skincare. I love it with a passion. I'm from the UK originally. Hopefully you can still hear that commie accent. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out trained as a skin therapist. Um, my background is skincare. I've been a clinic owner. I've been hands-on skincare. I've been an educator in dermal therapies. I'm also a nutritional medicine practitioner and I'm also a cosmetic chemist. So, you know, I've been in the industry in all sorts of different roles from hands-on to educator to product development, both in skincare and in nutritional supplements. So, oh, losing my voice. I'm talking so much already. Um, <laughs> and so obviously at the moment we're, we're doing Vitasol. So Vitasol is a supplement that I'm very passionate about and we developed. It's all natural nutrition and we work primarily in the clinical space. So educating skin specialists, aesthetic nurses, um, really how they can intertwine integrative skincare. Because for me, as I know you guys agree as well, it's not just about injectables to look younger. It really is a lifestyle approach and that's what I'm really, really passionate about. 
Yeah. Well, why don't we tap into that first of all? What, why do people ignore it? I mean, I, I kind of do. David's a, a guru of this kind of stuff. But why, why, why do you think people can't connect the dots? Because, you know, people aren't stupid. They know that they need to eat well and hide from the sun and all the rest of it. But why, why don't we do that? Look, I think everybody just wants a quick fix. I mean, one of the reasons, to be honest with you, I stopped clinical practice from a nutritional perspective. I stopped consulting in the nutritional space was really, I, I just got frustrated because you would sit down and you will go through lifestyle factors, how to reduce stress, how to help support sleep, how to eat well. Um, you know, and these people were coming with really basic things of wanting to lose weight, for instance, or, or tiredness and it's quite simple when you actually break it down, you know, just there's some very, very simple strategies we can incorporate, but most people just don't want to make the change. You know, they want to go out drinking, they want to drink their alcohol every night, they they want to eat the junk food, they want the quick fix, they want the pill, and they want, you know, the injectable treat, treatments and quick, quick, quick. The reality is, though, there is no quick fix. And usually people then start to look at changing those lifestyle factors, unfortunately, when it's too late. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm very, very passionate about education, um, making very, very simple changes to lifestyle and diet. It's not about having to go on these ridiculous juice cleanses or, you know, stripping out all of these different food groups. It's about what we can add in to make our diet healthier, what we can do in our lifestyle, increasing exercise daily, reducing stress, very simple strategies that can make a world of difference to our mental health, our general health and well-being, and of course, our skin health as well. And I think you know, prevention is always going to be a lot better than cure. And I, I know David and I have had the conversation um, many a time about this. And even during COVID, you know, it was all about, um, you know, get vaccinated and do this and do that. And nobody was actually looking at, you know, diet and obesity and and things that we know are, are going to be risk factors for, yeah. for general health and well-being and if we don't get that right we are going to increase the risk of disease you know obesity is a, is a huge problem but we don't seem to want to fix that so as you can see i'm going on a rant yeah that's okay <laughs> well i guess you know just to, I, get, I get very passionate about it yeah i mean not to counter that point it's totally relevant but you know in the middle of a disaster people were certainly not going to go out and lose weight they're hiding in their house and it's just yeah. a long-term yeah. thing isn't it well, um, eating yeah, and drinking more. Yeah, yeah be absolutely yeah. right. The the people who are overweight, high blood pressure, diabetes, etc. Those are the ones who are prone to you know, all illnesses, not just COVID. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we live in a world where we want to outsource everything. I think uh, human beings go to is to to be lazy if we're not forced to have to overcome obstacles or have to work hard for something. If because life is so convenient now, we just outsource everything. We want to outsource mm. our health outsource physical things that need doing around the house potentially, people outsourcing, <laughs> raising their children to mobile devices. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a different world now. And I think part of that comes, you know, if that health is impacted as well. People want to go to the doctor, get an injection, get a pill for a problem. They don't actually want to do the work themselves. And mm -hmm. I think that that's potentially part of the problem is that we need to have a mindset shift to actually start taking responsibility for our own health. You go to medical professionals or nutritionists like yourself to, to get advice, but people need to take the time to care and to educate so that you're informed so that when you hear something 
that may not be correct, you've got some kind of general knowledge to be able to sanity check that or to get subsequent opinions. So we, we, we can't just outsource it to someone else and think they're going to fix everything. We need to be part of the solution as well, mm. I think. And to be yeah. fair, whilst, you know, most sensible people know roughly what to do. There's a lot of information out there. Oh, yeah, that's true. Whether it's about skincare, diet, collagen, you name it. Yeah. Like, So yeah. hopefully Fiona can yeah. untangle some of that for us yeah. today. So why don't we sort of tap into the Vitasol range? Because you've got a range of products. I've got a heap of them in, in my fridge. I'm, I'm regularly stocked up on, on all your products pretty much. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about the range and maybe some of the philosophy behind the, the product and, and the concept behind the business? Yeah, I mean, for me, my background is skincare and nutrition. So I've always been food first and foremost. So getting the diet right is is really important. We know that um, increasing plant foods in the diet, you know, it's a, it's a really simple step we can do to help support the gut microbiome and, and to help support general health and well-being. What we were just saying, however, though, you know, people want that quick fix. They want the pill. They want the solution. We know that just taking an isolated vitamin pill is not going to have the same effect as eating a healthy diet. Um, you know, even if you go on the cancer council and have a look, it, it will literally say that you, you cannot get the same effect from a vitamin supplement as you can from a healthy diet. Mm. Interestingly, the nutrients, um, that we get in our diet are at a much lower dose than what you would get from an isolated vitamin pill. So, you know, that could be a vitamin C supplement could be five to 10 times stronger than what we would be getting in the diet. Um, and the evidence really isn't there to support isolated vitamin supplements unless there is a medical reason to do so, or there is a diagnosed clinical deficiency and you need a higher dose to get that, that vitamin level up. Otherwise, you're just peeing it out, really, and it's, it's expensive, you're right. We know, however, though, when you get your nutrients <laughs> via food, it is coming with phytochemicals or phytonutrients. These are working on a biochemical level in the body. Um, they're working on the body's biochemistry to help to upregulate things like an, uh, antioxidant production, like superoxidized dismutase, glutathione, thousands of times stronger than what you would get in a synthetic vitamin supplement. So we're basically, when we're getting nutrients through food, you're getting your vitamins and your minerals. You're getting things like prebiotics, polyphenols, phytonutrients that are working synergistically together to um, optimize your body's own cellular function without having to rely on an isolated nutrient, which we know things like even a thousand milligrams of Vitamin C, when taken as a, an isolated supplement, can actually downregulate your cell's own ability to produce its own antioxidants, which makes sense, right? Because you're relying on the external mm. high-dose antioxidant and getting your cells to produce its own. So that's really the philosophy, if you like, of Vitasol. My ideal would be nobody would actually need to take Vitasol, right? Mm. Because we are getting the, the perfect diet. But because it's something like 96% of Australians we know are not getting enough plant foods, particularly fruits, vegetables, legumes, Vitasol is the next best thing. It's designed to help to support a healthy diet with your prebiotics, your phytonutrients, your polyphenols, your vitamins, your minerals, your omegas, um, to support gut health 
general health and well-being and to support the skin from within. Yep. Do you call it a legume or a legume? Uh, legume. I call it a legume. I call it a legume. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What did I say? I think you said legume. I don't know. Maybe I'm so, I've probably been saying it wrong my whole life. I say legume. <laughs> legume. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you look at the food that we're eating, even people that try and maintain a healthy, well-balanced diet, we've also got the factor of depleted soils, foods that have been genetically modified, which have an impact on the nutritional content of that food. I mean, you hear people all the time talk about the taste of an orange 50 years ago compared to now, and apparently it's not even comparable in terms of just the, the difference that it makes to your palate. And so what what's your sort of knowledge like in terms of how depleted the food is that, that we're getting in our, in, in our body? And I, I guess that is the precursor to why you created Vitasol is that even if you are trying to do everything right, the chances are that the food you're eating isn't really packed with enough nutrients because of our, our farming practices and, and the, the challenges that come with trying to feed an entire, entire world. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, how much of that is propaganda? Yep. I would question, to be honest with you, because the vitamin supplement companies aren't going to tell you that you can get all your nutrition via a healthy diet, yep. right? Um, if you... It, if you look at sort of the the nutrient quality in soil, we know that um, certain nutrients may be depleted, such as things like magnesium in the soil. But there's still magnesium in the soil. There is still nutrients in the soil. Otherwise, the plants wouldn't grow. And I know, David, you, you, yeah. you're into plants. Yeah. You would know that. You <laughs> yeah. know, you can actually tell when a plant isn't getting the right nutrients. It will change colour. Um, and I'm no plant specialist. So there's still nutrients in the soil. A lot of that is, I believe, um, propaganda because you'll never get the same nutrient. It's very hard to prove the nutrient content of plants. It's going to vary depending on, you know, the seasons, the weather, the all of that. Um, so that's always going to be variable. But we are still going to get nutrients from plant-based foods. They may be perhaps lower than they were years ago. How how well that has been researched, I, I would question that. I do believe that you can get the right amount of nutrients through the through a healthy diet, but most people just simply do not eat the right amount of food to get those nutrients. Most people are eating ultra-processed foods. Um, if you swap out to, say, a plant meal, which most people that I speak to are, are non-dairy now. Um, unless they choose that that product very, very carefully, they could then start to be not getting enough B12 or B2, riboflavin in, in the diet, um, calcium, protein, all of these things. So I think our food choices are also affecting our nutritional status as well. A lot of these health food products that are promoted as health foods aren't actually that healthy. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that. So they're, they're off taking their coconut yogurt, not realizing they're not getting these valuable nutrients and protein that they would from dairy sources. Now, some people don't want to eat dairy um, and you can get all your nutrients, even if you're not eating dairy, but you've got to be mindful of where you're getting those nutrients from. And that's really why I wanted to develop Vitasol um, to make it an easy way to get additional nutrients, prebiotics, polyphenols, all these 
phytochemicals that you just simply don't get in isolated um, vitamin supplements into the diet. Um, and that's where that came from. And so it's an easy way to get your nutrition up, supporting a healthy diet. I always save artisals for the person that's, you know, the, your green smoothie and Botox type of person that they, they want the injectables. They want the aesthetic treatments. They want to, um, put good stuff into their body. But at the same time, maybe they do want to go and have the odd Negroni Jake at the weekend. <laughs> and him, not just <laughs> me. Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, or margarita, you know, it, we, we've got to live, we've got to have fun. Yeah. Um, but we also want to know that, you know, when life gets busy, Vitasol's got your back. Do you know, after our party at um, Coogee Pavilion, oh, yeah. was it a week or two ago, I'm terrified that people think that I particularly am alcoholic. I might, <laughs> I might have one Negroni a month if I'm lucky. You're not an, you don't go to meetings. You're not an alcoholic. No, no. I, I, I genuinely don't drink that much at all. But I think because we speak about it so much, it spins this idea that I'm sat here all day with a Negroni. I, I definitely don't. Hopefully not while you're treating patients. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, Fern, actually. So you, you said on the one hand that vitamin supplements, not good evidence and maybe you're just making expensive urine. And then in the same sentence, you have a a supplement, if you like, that does pack in a lot of this. So what's the difference between the two? Well, we're not the high-dose isolated supplement like a synthetic vitamin supplement, yeah. right, which has got all your sort of excipients and binders and, and, and fillers in there and isolated high-dose supplements. We are basically like freeze-dried fruits and vegetables. Okay. So we're whole foods. So with that means you are getting your vitamins, your minerals, but you're also getting your phytonutrients, your polyphenols, your prebiotics that are the necessary fuel for your gut microbiota that you wouldn't be getting in a pill, yeah. a vitamin pill. Um, and, and that's the main difference there. And I think that's what people need to understand, that it's not as simple as just taking an isolated vitamin supplement. We know that um, high-dose vitamin supplements can affect other nutrients in the body, very much like a medication. A medication has its purpose, um, but there will always be side effects of that. So when we start mega-dosing with nutrients, unless you need to do that because of a nutritional deficiency, you're going to start messing with the body's biochemistry and knocking out other nutrients. So yeah. long-term supplementation of zinc, for instance, you can affect um, things like your your iron levels. You can affect your immune system in a negative way long, long-term. Um, so there's a time and a place for vitamin supplements for sure, particularly when there's a time of nutrient depletion or deficiency, but long-term supplementation, there just isn't the evidence for that of of mega dosing high dose nutrients. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of a shady industry, isn't it? Because they can sort of the way that they sell these things and promote them, and there there doesn't seem to be much accountability around <laughs> how accurate the information is that's promoted, and people just seem to get on this treadmill of just taking supplements just mm. mindlessly day after day. And from what you're saying, Fiona, it sounds like they could actually be doing something counterintuitive and actually causing more damage to their body because it's throwing it out of what you said was a hemostasis where the body will try and auto-regulate itself and you're throwing it out all the time by dosing with synthetic vitamins that you maybe yeah, don't need. Just, just, just look at the studies on that. Um, and even things like, you know, you've got to be careful. So if you're taking supplements that um, – 
you you can start to overdose on the nutrients. It's quite easy to get your your nutrients in a day if you're eating a diversity of of foods in the diet. Then if you're taking multiple different supplements, you can get to a toxic level, particularly with things such as vitamin A. Um, also with your, some of the B vitamins, even though they're water soluble, when you take things like vitamin B6, when that gets to a high level, that can create things like, um, nerve damage. Mm. So you have to be very careful. Even the TGA sent uh, a recent warning about, you know, are you taking vitamin B6? You could be causing signs of ner- nerve damage. Um, just last week, there was one on um, turmeric supplementation. So um, for liver damage, because we know that turmeric will actually affect the detoxification pathways in the liver. So if you're just isolating high doses of it, um, again, it could be detrimental. Now, when it's in the diet, in cooking, absolutely fine because you're having it in a much lower dose. Mm. So anything in high dose, in isolation, long-term could be detrimental unless there is a medical reason to do so. It's incredible um, how many people will invest in handfuls of (laughs) pills every day, not really having much clue what they're doing, but it seems sensible to them because they're just taking A to Z basically. But they'll say, oh, organic shopping, too expensive. (laughs) Can't do that. Not going to cook sensibly and and just eat some colourful food today. So it's a mindset thing as well, isn't it? Like you said, David, if if, if you can just pop a pill, seems easier. Yeah. I think it's just the nature of our society. Everyone's so busy. People don't have time to think or like the whole concept of when I tell people I I cook mostly everything that I eat, like 90% of the food that goes in my mouth, I've made myself. People just reel back in, in shock saying, how do you have time for that? Or I can't be bothered. And it's, it's You'd have a job. Well, <laughs> well even before that, I, even, fair enough. Well, but, kids. I, even, that's, but before that, I, I always had time because I've always thought yeah. every cell in my body you is- don't work. Yeah. Every cell in my body. All right, you guys. <laughs> apart um, from that. Yeah. Apart from, apart from, apart from the fact that I don't have kids or a job. Um, but I did it before, when I, when I, when I was working like, you know, yeah. crazy yeah. hours, I always cooked my own food and I've always thought, well, every cell in my body is going to be made from what I put into it. And if I put shit in, and then chances are I'm going to get I remember shit out. Yeah. when I first met you, uh, David, if you guys don't know, used to be my clinic owner um, <laughs> in East Gardens here in Sydney. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? He's like got this massive bowl of um, sort of Bircher muesli that he'd made overnight. He would sit there eating like seaweed uh, sticks <laughs> and just... <laughs> All this weird stuff, but but you know it's impressive because he did it all himself. He really thought about food. Um, you know, you used to be vegan, but then you changed. Yep. So like, you're not just following the paleo, mantra. Then you changed. Yeah, yeah. were you paleo like, as well? I've tried. I've pretty much tried most diets just to sort of see how I felt. Not yeah. not for not. For, I mean, I did vegan for about eighteen months, and God, I mean, not to offend any of the, any of the vegans out there. Whatever people want to eat is their, is their personal choice. But you know, just the mind games that you'd play with yourself—you'd walk past a hamburger store and try and pretend that it didn't smell good. <laughs> just, and there's me walking back. Just, yeah, just like oh, what, a porto. <laughs> yes. For anyone listening outside of Australia, that's a like a, a chicken, a, a well-known chicken brand. <laughs> so let's just talk about the skin because obviously this is an aesthetic podcast, and you know, Jake and I are firm believers that the body should be looked at holistically. But if we're focusing on skin. Maybe let's just talk about how does diet and nutrition and, and some of the supplementation and particularly collagen, how does that impact the skin in the aging process? Because we we are starting to realize that 
everything is connected. And we've spoken about that many times before. Collagen stimulation treatments have been around for a long time, but they're certainly back in vogue. And there's a whole raft of them that have arrived and are arriving uh, in the near future. Mm. So can you just talk about that a little bit? Because you know, we are talking about skin health and how do we look better? We talk like collagen production, elastin, all those kinds of things. So maybe let's just hone in on that for a second. So you can share some pearls of wisdom with us, Fiona, when it comes to the skin. Look, the skin, as you've just really said, our cells are made up primarily from what we eat. So we need to give the skin the building blocks to be as healthy as they possibly can. Um, we also know that topical nutrients from skincare are also very important because you're going to be getting those nutrients directly on the skin. I'm a big believer that when we combine topical nutrients via um, skincare, good quality skincare, with internal nutrients and treatment modalities, that is when we're going to get the very best results for clients. And that's when we see the very best results for clients. I know sort of working hands-on in skincare quite often be um, recommended certain skincare, um, but maybe they weren't quite getting the results because they were still going home and drinking alcohol and not eating a healthy diet. So when we could actually help to address internal factors as well as topical factors, that was really when I started to see that extra shift and that change in the skin. I mean, we've got clinics at Vitasol that are, are selling sort of five to ten thousand um, dollars of just ingestibles a month. So, you know, they're really getting on board with the integrative skincare approach and really seeing incredible results with their clients' skin, you know, from that just general luminosity and glow, the skin health, the skin recovery. Because don't forget the skin needs things like amino acids. It needs nutrients um, for wound healing even and cellular repair. And if it's not getting that, the wound healing is going to be compromised in the skin. And as a result, we're not going to get optimum results from those treatment modalities that we're providing in clinics. So I believe if we can give the very best internal support combined with the best topicals and the best treatment modalities, it's a no-brainer that your client is going to get the best results. And at the end of the day, if they're investing thousands of dollars, whether it be, you know, these um, new treatments that are, are available, they're thousands of dollars worth of treatments, whether it's in injectables or whether it's, um, you know, radio frequency or skin tightening or, or whatever the treatment may be, just to spend then another sort of $150 on a, on a couple of ingestibles um, really isn't going to make a dent in the pocket when mm. they're investing that much. And the support that that's going to give to the skin, to me, I just don't understand why more practitioners aren't combining that yeah jake why, why aren't you or maybe you can answer it i mean because i think there is and sorry i'm answering your no, question no. for you there's a, there's a lack of awareness i mean you guys are very pigeonholed mm. in your area mm. of, of specialty and you understand the treatment modalities and the anatomy and all those kinds of things but most medical practitioners don't know much about nutrition Correct. if anything and so i feel and tell me what you think that it's just out of your ballpark it's Correct. not it's not in your paradigm yeah and so i think it's potentially education and awareness yeah i mean you know i don't remember learning about nutrition uh, apart from learning about maybe some macronutrients at medical school uh i don't remember uh learning about 
you know, health or skin or all these things that we're talking about. I just remember learning about, you know, the Krebs cycle and how we survive as animals. <laughs> and, and that's as far as it went. And I don't think anyone understood the Krebs cycle anyway. Yeah. To no, be completely honest. <laughs> no. You sort of look at it and go, okay, yeah, hopefully that doesn't go bad in the exam. I'll just pretend that doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> we so yeah. to learn it, but none of us actually understood what it was. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I, I think... Um, you know, it's the same as when we had Dr. Conlon on, yeah. Nicola Conlon, we're talking about regenerative aesthetics and, and supplementation from an NAD perspective. Yeah. We're not dovetailing all of these things together. We, you know, I'm an injector and, and most clinics have injectors. Sure, we have some laser therapies and maybe a few adjuncts, but really that's as far as it goes. Um, and to be honest, even for our patients, I think if... You know, if tomorrow I started talking about nutrition in, in great detail, it would be a bit of a sort of a mind yep. shift for them. It's going to take time to introduce some of these things and even, you know, even proper skincare, for God's sake. I mean, of course we do skincare and, you know, I'm no expert, but I will refer them on to, to our skin team. And yet if I speak to one of my injectable patients about skincare, sometimes it's like I'm talking um, Chinese to them because they just don't recognize that they need to be doing other things as well as just injectables. Mm. So it's it's a patient education thing. It's a practitioner education thing. It's all the myths and, and marketing crap out there that confuses mm. people. I think it's a bit of a schmozzle, to be honest. Paralysis by analysis. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's I think it's about really um and I don't think you need to get into in-depth nutrition, you know, education with them. It's more about this is what I'm doing for you to enhance, you know, the skin aesthetically. But, you know, for optimum results, that skin quality yep. needs to be worked on. And we can improve that by just some simple strategies. Let's increase the polyphenols in your skin. Let's increase um, the omegas. The, these two things are going to make a huge difference to the overall appearance of the skin. Yep. Um, these are the products that I would like you to be taking at home. It can be that simple. Um, if you're doing things like um, filler, if you're doing bioremodeling, if you're doing skin tightening, collagen induction therapy, um, it's a no-brainer to me to be getting them on the, the marine collagen peptides because we know that they've been clinically proven to increase collagen density, improve hyaluronic acid production. So if you're putting hyaluronic acid in the skin, we know drinking water is going to help plump up the skin. Um, why would we not then also recommend the collagen peptides to help support that? Because we know that they've, they've been proven to increase elasticity, hyaluronic acid production. So great for skin hydration. Um, and also collagen density. And I can honestly tell you, I've been working in this industry for over 30 years. I have never seen better results on skin um, than I have with collagen supplementation when it comes to skin plumping and hydration. Now, I've recently tried bioremodeling and that blew me away as well for, for hydration and that sort of plump, dewy result. So combining those two together, that's an absolute winning combination. Um, and again, I'm a huge fan of omegas and essential fatty acids because we know, you know, the evidence out of all of the supplements really is very strong for omegas, particularly when it comes to skin, your omega-6 and your omega-3 for things like ceramide production, skin elasticity, um, skin integrity. So 
to me that that would be something that everyone would be taking home as part of a package. So you don't even have to get into that nutrition conversation. It's like this comes with the package. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be the goal, wouldn't it? You, you don't have a, well, obviously you have a choice, but you'd say yeah. to your patients, hey, we do things differently here to give you the best skin. I think the best way of explaining to people isn't the process, it's the result. It's like, if you want to have singing skin and you know volume and all the rest of it, these are the things that we are going to do. And each thing that you don't do, you're going to get less good results. And I, I think people would listen to that more than, oh, you've got to go and see the nutritionist now. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, and then it's like, oh, gosh. And then they're just going to preach to me and tell me that I can't have my glass of wine and my, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be that. You can still have a bit of everything. It's just about what we're increasing yeah. in the diet. You don't have to start taking everything away. And when we increase, you naturally then will actually eat less of the, the ultra processed food and the junk food and you have more calories in in the healthy food yeah and as a natural byproduct people usually lose weight yeah from that as well um people in their cars may be screaming saying hey she said there's evidence for this and that can we put some of the links at the bottom of this podcast in the description so people can read about you know the evidence that you cited is that possible well, there's, when it comes to collagen, for instance, there's over 25 now, um, randomized double blinded placebo controlled trials, yeah. um, showing consistently significant effects of collagen peptide supplementation. Um, when it comes to skin, improves skin hydration, improves collagen density and an improvement in lines and wrinkles. Interestingly, 11 of those 25 randomized control Blind placebo control trials, hmm. I can, big mouthful, um, had zero industry funding. So, and, and all of the, those studies were very, very similar in the results. And it, overall, you know, there's an improvement in collagen density, an improvement in skin hydration, yep. um, because we're improving on hyaluronic acid, an improvement in skin elasticity. Um, when it comes to skin, it seems to be marine collagen peptides seem to be the gold standard for the improvements in hydration and skin elasticity. Um, bovine and marine both are beneficial for collagen density. So the studies are there now to support that. And anecdotally, the feedback that I receive and that I have personally seen with collagen supplementation from particularly that hydration, that plumping of the skin, um, cellulite, the improvement yeah. in cellulite is, is mm. quite incredible. And only recently, um, I had a, somebody from the medical profession contact me to say, they were blown away with the results after taking marine collagen peptides, uh, the Vitasol product. After one month, there they saw complete clear skin. Um, they had psoriasis, basically. They had to come off psoriasis medication because of the severe side effects. Started taking the marine collagen peptides really just for skin health. And within a month, their psoriasis are completely cleared. So mm. they're now taking that regularly. Um, I've also put them on the Amigas as well, because obviously Amigas for skin health, um, the Vitacell ones, we've actually developed a specific formula for skin. Um, not for skin, but for skin. <laughs> no <laughs> for skins here, Fiona, two Jews, no, no for skins. Uh. Um, you know, so the results that we are getting and that anecdotal feedback as well, um, muscle recovery, muscle soreness. Again, um, people are saying they're not getting 
so much aches and pains as well. There is some studies in joint pain as well with randomized controlled trials, but you know, I'm really looking more at the skin mm. evidence yeah. as well. So there is evidence there, but I think a lot of people just don't understand how collagen works. And mm. so they just go, oh, it couldn't possibly work and they dismiss it. But if you actually look at the evidence and you actually take it and you take the right collagen and the right amount, I'm really blown away by the results yeah. of that. Well, I can, there's someone that I know personally that had cellulite in on their thighs, female, and after taking collagen supplements for about two or three months, it all but vanished. And I've saw, saw it with my own eyes. So that's mm. something that I've... Per- Why are we looking at their bum? Because <laughs> they asked me to. <laughs> I, I think I might know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, a big hint, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so... And it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't Jake either, by the way. You said she, but oh, debatable. Well, yeah. <laughs> so how does it actually work? So what happens when you, like we understand what happens when you're doing collagen stimulating treatments, as you said, through like micro needling, or you're getting something like a profilo treatment or any of the other, like sculpture, any of the other collagen stimulators. So what's actually happening when you ingest it? So you, you take the collagen supplement. So you take your marine, your marine grade uh, supplement. What actually happens? How does it get from the gut to the skin? Like how does, how does that work? Just sort of magically. (laughs) This is the thing, right? So I was the biggest skeptic of collagen. And I think because, and I remember when I used to. And um, I know that you are skeptical. You, you, I mean, you and I are personal friends outside of the podcast and we have debates over this, well, not debates, but discussions. And you're a no bullshit kind of person. So unless, (laughs) unless you've sort of seen the studies or seen it for yourself. And I'm a harsh critic. Yeah. I am. I'm a bitch of a critic, to be honest. Like, I'm harsh. You've got to really convince me. And I was. Have you you met Jake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, I was probably with with Jake on the collagen front, to be honest. I used to go to Asia a lot for work. And 20 years ago in the pharmacies, there would be collagen supplements everywhere. Mm. And I remember thinking, oh, what a load of rubbish. As if you're going to eat collagen and it's magically going to absorb and attach to your skin. Like, how's that possible? And I think that's how people think collagen works. And of course, it's not going to work like that. That's impossible. It's not like you eat fish collagen and then that fish collagen then attaches to your collagen and makes it plumper. It doesn't work like that. And that's impossible. If you think about um, collagen, the native collagen, it's got a very large molecular structure. It's about three to 600,000 Daltons, right? When we're looking at collagen supplements, it's in the form of peptides. So native collagen without any hydrolyzation is about 300,000 Daltons in molecular size too large to be absorbed via the gut. And you hear people say, oh, collagen's too large to be absorbed. It can't do anything, blah, 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 blah. That is true. It's too large to be absorbed via the gut. So what will happen by the digestive system, it will break it down into amino acids where it is then absorbed. There are some studies to support even unhydrolyzed collagen in its native form of, you know, sort of around 300,000 Daltons um, will still have some benefit. And that is thought to be because collagen has the unique amino acid profile. It contains um, hydroxyproline, which is a unique amino acid to collagen. You don't really get that in the diet. You only get that through collagen. Our body will be able to create it, providing we give it the necessary amino acids. Um, Aside from that, though, collagen supplementation for skin in particular That is hydrolyzed collagen or collagen peptides, which means 
the large molecule of collagen has been hydrolyzed, usually via enzymatic reactions or processing, into small peptides, breaking it down to a size of around two to 6,000 Daltons. So if you think of native collagen, 300,000 Daltons, the peptide is between two to 6,000 Daltons. So you can see very, very small molecules. These have been shown to be absorbed via the gut, by what we call the PET1 transporter in the small intestine, where it has shown to um, act as a signaling molecule on the fibroblast cells. So it's working in a way like the fibroblast-like growth factor, signaling the fibroblast cell to produce new collagen, elastin, and hyaluronic acid. So that is how it's thought to work. So not only are you getting it sort of as that signaling molecule action, you are getting the benefits of the amino acids of the collagen. Now we know that collagen, the main amino acids are glycine, proline, and hydroxyproline. And that is why it's thought that collagen supplementation, you're getting all the necessary amino acids for healthy collagen production, but it's also having having this peptide signaling-like action on the fibroblast cell. And that is why we're getting such a great response with it. So even without any other nutrients, um, just the, the collagen peptides alone are having an increase in collagen density, skin hydration, and skin elasticity. They have also been shown to act as almost a, a protective role by helping to protect against the breakdown of collagen and elastin. So inhibiting those MMP enzymes that are usually induced by ultraviolet exposure that accelerates the breakdown of collagen and elastin. So we're having this sort of encouraging, stimulating effect on collagen, but we're also helping to protect the breakdown of collagen and elastin. Now combine that with um, things like your polyphenols, and that's why in Vitasol I'm so passionate about polyphenols. Um, polyphenols, we know, help to also help protect the breakdown of collagen and elastin and help protect the skin from UV-induced sun damage as well. Plus they are um, dynamite in a positive way for the microbes in the gut as well. So they're also having this sort of anti-inflammatory prebiotic type effect systemically. I'm such an injector. My key takeaway from that was these peptides get absorbed through your small intestine. They work on the fibroblast to produce collagen, elastin and other things. And that's exactly how Profilo works. The little, yes. the little molecules of Profilo do exactly the same thing. Um, they so signal to you your fibroblasts. You can see now why it would be such a great marriage yes. between the two products. And to me, I'm like, why is nobody doing I mean, some our clinics are doing it and they're getting incredible results. So not only are they getting incredible results for their clients, the clients are getting those results trusting their injectomore mm. because the results are so good. And then you get more uh, more patient compliance because they're they're doing more what you say because they got great results that time. And then of course, for the actual practitioner, they can be making sort of $10,000 extra a month just by increasing their product sales. So why would you not? Yeah. yeah. I can see some product behind you. Can we have a look at it? Can you grab a, a, a jar and show us it? That might be tricky because I might be all... Um, 
I might, I might knock all my, um, here we go. I'm all wired up. This is for uh, the people watching on YouTube eventually. Yeah. This is collagen. Um, We just use 100% pure collagen peptides. So for me, and David will know this about me, I am pedantic (laughs) about quality. Pedantic. Um, We used wild-caught codfish, so we don't use mixed fish species. We don't use tilapia fish, which a lot of the collagen supplements do. Mm -hmm. We use 100% pure collagen peptides. Now, we use a codfish because it has to go through minimal processing. So we use it's cod skin basically is, is what is used for this, mm-hmm. which is then hydrolyzed. With a lot of collagen supplements, and this is what really grinds my gears, because collagen now is a billion dollar industry and everyone's hopping on the collagen bandwagon, people are bringing out collagen supplements left, right and center. And so what they'll do is they'll they'll sell you a collagen supplement, but then when you go to look at the the label, there's hardly any collagen in there. Right. And if you're not getting the right dosage of the collagen, you're not going to get the results. So they may be adding other powders in there. They may be adding fillers, multidextrin, um, all sorts of other things with that collagen. And then when you look per serve, maybe there's only two or three grams of collagen. Now, really in the, in the studies, a maintenance dose of collagen needs to be around five grams of collagen. Mm-hmm. Our studies have shown for best results, 10 grams of collagen for three months and go down to five grams of collagen as maintenance. Now, if you're doing something like Profilo, if you're doing um, injectable treatments, if you're doing skin tightening treatments, collagen induction treatments, it makes sense to me to go with the higher dose, go with the 10 milligrams of collagen, because what we're trying to do is give that boost, right? And then we're, we're stimulating the um, the skin. We're causing a, an increase in skin rejuvenation. Your skin is going to be working harder. It needs more of a boost. So that is why I would say if you're doing those types of treatments, up the collagen to 10 milligrams and then go down to a maintenance of five milligrams. That is why you need to be picking a brand that knows skin, that knows the clinical treatments, that can work with the clinics to go, okay, these are the products that we would recommend with each treatment and these are the dosage um, amounts that we would recommend to get the most beneficial results. If you're a young person, if you're in your 20s, you may not need such a higher dose of collagen because let's face it, your fibroblast cells are pretty sort of active and you're getting the best results. I'm sure you would find that when you're doing bioremodeling with people in their 20s, they're not going to see such a huge result as somebody that was more mature, who is like myself, who is in their 50s, that is going to need collagen at a higher dose and that is going to see the results of sort of bioremodeling treatments very, very quickly because my skin wants it. You know, it's like, give me all the collagen I can get sucks it up. (laughs) But when you're younger, you wouldn't need so much of the collagen. That's more of a a maintenance and you would be fine at at starting at at five grams. So at Vitasol, we just say start with two heap teaspoons, really two generous teaspoons, and then go down to two flat teaspoons as a maintenance. Yeah. So so how does it work? You you put it in water. What does it taste like? How much do you just do it in the morning? Yeah. So for me, I wanted to keep it as simple as possible. Um, I know there are a lot of products out there that have got little sachets. Most of those sachets are only about two, three grams of collagen. 
Um, so you've got to check what's in them and some of them are flavored, which means you've got to add water, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is completely flavorless. You can't taste it. You can add it to anything really, but I recommend adding it to a hot drink. Mm-hmm. I have it in co- uh, coffee every morning yep. because don't forget coffee actually is great because it's there. <laughs> David you go. showing his coffee yep. with presumably vitamins in there. Yes. <laughs> It's a great source of polyphenols. So you're getting the benefit of the polyphenols from the coffee. You're also getting the collagen in there. Um, I have it in the morning, two teaspoons in my coffee every morning. Very easy to take. It's pure collagen peptide, so you can easily add it to coffee. You could add it to herbal tea. You could add it to a smoothie. Some people put it in their porridge. But it's it's a very, very easy, tasteless white powder Mm. that you add so it's very, very simple and easy to take. If you feel that your diet may be low in other nutrients that are required for collagen formation, such as vitamin C, we do have the infinity powder, which is your polyphenol vitamin C powder, um, or, you know, just eat more berries, really. Mm. You can do that as well. Most people are getting enough vitamin C in the diet. Otherwise, they've got scurvy. Yeah. But um, we also need things like iron the collagen production. So if you do find that that somebody is chronically low in iron, that will affect the quality of collagen being produced. You'll still produce collagen, but you probably notice that that person will have more flabby, floppy sort of skin because you haven't got that strength of collagen in the skin. We also need nutrients such as zinc, magnesium. Um, they're all involved in collagen and copper for um collagen production. So it is important to be getting all of those nutrients in the diet. We'll still produce collagen with the collagen supplement, but for that real strong, healthy collagen, we we need to be having a a healthy, well-balanced diet. We'd either be surprised if I was taking two heaped tablespoons of collagen a day rather than... No, wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised at saying that though, David, you do work out a lot. Yeah. You're pretty muscular. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. probably would need more, right? right. So I always say age dependent. If you're also having more skin rejuvenation or you're needing more wound healing, that's when you'd be going for at least 10 grams. If you're really working out a lot, you actually would need at least 10 grams. Okay. If, you, if you're somebody that runs a lot and really works out, you could even get up to 15 grams, which would be too heat. Teaspoons. Yeah. Um, so that's absolutely fine. Okay, there you go. Just, make, just my, to make sure I wasn't overdoing it. Those are my marathon running, slim, eastern suburb mummy type people, the 15 milligrams yeah. a day yes. type people. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, people say who is, is, are there any contraindications to collagen? And again, I'm, I'm really cautious. And I would say don't take it whilst pregnant. Um, you wouldn't really be having injectables whilst pregnant anyway, but we just don't know. There's not the data there on pregnancy. Mm. So why would you really want to be supplementing with it during pregnancy would be my question. So just to stay safe, don't have it. Obviously, if you've got a fish allergy, you wouldn't be taking collagen. Um, the other area of when not to take it as well. If somebody's got a collagen production issue, you know, there's some kind of collagen disease, scleroderma, that that type of uh, keloid scarring, you wouldn't be recommending collagen peptides. The other area, interestingly, a lot of people take collagen for gut health. Hmm. Now, there isn't that much research when it comes to gut health, to be honest with you. There is some research showing 
collagen peptides may be beneficial for the integrity of the tight junctions. So basically, layman's terms, leaky gut, so it can strengthen the lining of the gut. Saying that, though, some people with gut issues such as, um, you know, I wouldn't be giving it to people with major gut issues, particularly diverticulitis. Have I said that right? Diverticulitis, yeah. I can never pronounce it correctly. Um, Because they have shown to have excess collagen um, production in the gut in in that area. So taking collagen peptides for those people could actually cause flare-ups. And I have heard anecdotal feedback in, in that instance in the negative for taking collagen supplementations. So they're things to be aware of. The only other thing I would say is collagen isn't a complete protein. Now, as you're probably aware, um, a complete protein is when we're getting all of the amino acids in the diet. In collagen, there's about 18 amino acids. The one that's primarily missing is tryptophan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, tryptophan. Chicken? Oh, chicken? Turkey. Turkey. Yeah, turkey. I got it. Um, but tryptophan <laughs> is the amino acid that helps to keep us calm. So the only time I'd say just be careful, you know, if, if somebody said, could I overdose on collagen, is if somebody has got a, a lot of anxiety, they're not getting much tryptophan already in the diet, then they're up, upping their collagen, they may need to increase their tryptophan. Otherwise, they could find that they worsen their anxiety. So that would be something I would I would say be mm. mindful of. And tryptophan we get from things like chicken, turkey in particular, um, and bananas, things yep. like that. So just add a banana in your smoothie with your collagen and that will that will yep. boost your tryptophan. Can I just ask you, you, you spoke about marine collagen. I know that's the product that, that Vitasol produces and I understand um, the benefits of it. What is the difference between that and like a bovine source and why is one better than the other? Well, the, the main difference really is the source. So the Fish collagen is a marine source and bovine is from cows, really, sort of booze and bones, things like that. That's really the main difference. Um, With fish collagen, it's primarily type 1 collagen, right? um, very small amount of type 3, and with the bovine, I think it's 1 and 3. Saying that, however, with the actual studies, both peptides have been shown to stimulate the production of type 1 and type 3 collagen. So type 1 and type 3 is... Jake would know are the main types of collagen in the skin. Mm. Now, that is when, you know, there's a lot of misinformation online saying you need all type 1 collagen, type 3 collagen, all these different types of collagens for different results type thing. You don't because peptides are working as signaling molecules, which signal the production of type 1, type 3 collagen, your hyaluronic acid and your elastin. The only difference really with that that they're all peptides they're still broken down into um peptide form the bovine and the marine collagen so the only difference really is in some of the studies the marine has shown superior results with elasticity and hydration but both show great results with the production of type 1 and type 3 collagen bovine collagen does tend to be a lot lot cheaper to produce which is why you'll find the marine collagen products tend to be more expensive because they are um, more expensive to manufacture. I was going to assume that your question was about, you know, the source and the, well, the ease of getting the collagen as well, but I thought it'd be easier to get it from fish, but maybe I got it wrong. It's not like certain kinds of fish, 
So you're getting it from cod. Yeah. Yeah. So is it is it more difficult because it's such a specific fish and there's a production or sorry a supply issue? Well, what why is it difficult to get? Not difficult, more expensive. Right. Right. But don't well, I know nothing about animal farming and I don't want to get in the ethics of that, yeah. but I would have just assume there's more fish, so it would be cheaper. No. No. But more expensive. The, Interesting. The, well, I guess if you think about, you know, beef beef patties. Yeah. All <laughs> beef right. patties and beef farming and um there's a lot there's a lot of um beef byproducts, collagen byproducts. Yeah. Oh, fair mm. enough. Interesting. It's it's just cheaper. It's cheaper to source a lot, lot cheaper. So if you see an expensive bovine collagen, they're milking it in, let me tell you. Excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. So um, what does this cost for, you know, a, a tub of the marine collagen from Vitasol? What's that going to look like over a year? And, you know, and, and what's maybe the RRP in, in a clinic that you would suggest someone sells it for? Well, whoever's got the mathematical brain can work this out for me because oh, I don't my have calculator the mathematical out. I've got it. I've got it. Okay, um, so we've actually kept our collagen really affordable. Mm-hmm. So we have 210 grams of pure 100% collagen peptides. So that is just pretty much 210 grams of, of collagen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we retail that for $69. So that would last you a month. And that's for a clinic to buy it? No, that's your recommended retail. Oh, wow. That is cheap. Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, Look, for me, it's about making products affordable. So we just don't, to be honest, we don't put the massive markup on our products because I want people to use them and I want people to to buy them, basically. And if it's too expensive... Not going to do it. It's not sustainable. They're They're not going to be able to afford to take it. So... And you're getting a really good dose of collagen in that. So that would be, yeah, $69 a month. 828 for the whole year, which is cheaper than around a Botox of me, to be completely honest. Yeah. So that's pretty good. All right. So if you're a clinic that's looking to potentially stock stock this product, how how does it work, Fiona? (laughs) Well, if you're looking to stock the Vitasol products, you can come to us. We we supply training. There's a special for Inside Aesthetics listeners if you're looking to stop the brand so we're actually giving away five free products so it's it's nearly 350 dollars discount on the opening order um we've also got a discount on the recommended retail price if you're just looking to use personal use there's a 10 percent discount on the recommended retail so that's with the code ia10 you can put that in and you'll get 10 percent off recommended retail um, if you're looking to stock the products, come to us, mention Inside Aesthetics, and we will provide you with the five free products. Amazing. So just to clarify, if you're a consumer, you just want to try this stuff, use the code IA10 and you get 10% off the price, obviously, in the in the cart. But if you want to stock it, um, we're doing a special offer where you get an extra five tubs of the stuff in addition to what you buy. Mm. Yep, yep, and that's about $350 worth of product. That's not too shabby. It's not bad at all. So how long would it take for people, do you think, to start noticing results? I mean, what's the sort of – what's the turnaround time? I mean, I guess it would vary from individual to individual, wouldn't it, depending on their baseline health, how good their skin is. But roughly, when you – I mean, you've seen enough patients to sort of know, I guess. 
it, it depends on the product as well, because if you're taking some of the other powders, for instance, yep. you may notice a difference almost straight away just in you know, bloating and energy levels, for instance. But to see an improvement in the skin, I usually say you need to allow a good couple of months. Mm-hmm. When it comes to something like the Amigas, you really need to be allowing up to three months. But the studies for collagen show significant improvements in skin hydration after eight weeks. Collagen is about 12 weeks. I'm a cynic. So what should I actually look for? Is it going to be, you know, my dry skin gets better or is it wrinkles are getting better? Like what what are people actually seeing in the mirror? So let's say um, collagen, for instance, what, and again, it depends on the age. So if you're in your 20s, you've got plump, hydrated, glowing skin. You're really not going to see much of a difference, yeah. to be honest with you. If you've got more dehydrated skin, you're looking for more plump, hydrated skin, that is what you'll see. Mm-hmm. So hydration, plumping, glowing skin. The skin just looks better. With Amigas, you start to notice more this sort of glowing, this velvet, this more elasticity, the sheen, the health in the skin. That That's the sort of difference you will see. Some people will notice more plumping, which will plump out the fine lines and wrinkles. If you've got something like jowls, you've got elastosis, you've got sagging in the skin, you're really not going to see a huge difference with that. I've really yet to see anything that has made a huge difference with with anything when it's that severe. So prevention is always better than cure. This isn't going to stop the aging process. It's going to add more hydration and plumping. It's a bit like saying, you know, how much difference are you going to see from using a vitamin A product or a Mm. topical hyaluronic acid? Um, If we're comparing it to that, then I would say from using the omegas and the collagen and that combination together, you're going to see plumping, hydration, fine lines and wrinkles. The sort of the sort of noticeable difference where people go, geez, your skin's looking great. What have you done? What are yeah. you doing? Like you're, you're looking really glowing and healthy, that type of look. Yeah, it's basically the same thing as what I'd say to someone after a profilo treatment. Because yeah. it, it's, it's sometimes... It's very in, similar, actually. Very similar type. Yeah. Type it, and sometimes it's not even, you know, visible in a before and after, but you feel it. It feels plumper or firmer or even your makeup just sits a little bit better or, or you get the odd comment saying, oh, your skin looks great, but you can't really do a, a before and after sometimes and say, well, that's the difference. Mm. It's just an, an intangible sometimes. It's a feeling as well as a look. Yeah. I mean, I can see usually if someone's had profilo, yeah. I, I will notice that because the skin looks plumper, more hydrated, more glowing. Yeah. Um, now, is it going to get rid of, you know, drooping and elastosis no absolutely not but it's just that general texture and glow and that Mm. that healthy looking skin is back particularly i think for women when they get to their late 40s early 50s 60s even where there's that quite significant loss of collagen the skin is more depleted and it's almost given that sort of youthful plump look back to the skin yeah, I, I don't know if we've touched on it in this podcast, but it is, of course, important to say that as well as, you know, um, supplementation, healthy diet, it's also about hiding from the sun, good sun protection, wearing a hat and all the boring stuff that we tell people every single consultation. But if you don't do that, you're not going to reap the benefits from, you know, taking things like Vitasol or doing injectables. You're, you, you know, you're going to lose more than maybe you gain. Mm, absolutely. But, you know, there's even studies on... Um, 
you know, the Mediterranean style diet and people that have a diet that is high in polyphenols have less UV induced sun damage mm. on the skin because we know actually that our diet, um, the nutrients in our diet can help to, and I, I don't, please don't misunderstand me that I'm saying it acts as an SPF. It doesn't, but it will help to protect the skin from the oxidative stress and the UV induced damage. Yeah. Um, we also know that making sure we have adequate vitamin D levels, it's going to help the immune response of the skin. So combining the healthy diet with the UV um, protection is is important, but also having antioxidants in your skincare, because we know even though if we're protecting the skin from the UV with a good SPF, um, there's a certain amount of UV radiation. You get to a certain point when your skin can't keep producing those DNA repair enzymes, and you're still going to get that increase in oxidative stress and UV damage. Um, and that is why a good ultraviolet protector will also have increase um, of antioxidants in there as well. Fantastic. Mm. And just quickly before we sort of uh, sign off, in terms of collagen benefits internally, so we've, ta- we've spoken about it in the skin, but in terms of like how it might benefit like organs, your skin, connective tissue, is there evidence to support that as well or even anec- anecdotally from what you've heard from people? So there is some um, evidence on joint pain right? Okay. with collagen. The, the collagen that seems the most beneficial for the joints, however, um, is the type 2 collagen. So mm-hmm. that's a different type of collagen. So type 2 is the, fa- is the type of collagen that's found more in cartilage, right. um, and that's the one that provides the main joint support. Right. And that one has actually even been shown to be beneficial without it even having to be hydrolyzed. Right. Um, but there does seem to be a benefit of collagen, whether it be bovine or marine, just for things like muscles, mm-hmm. um, muscle recovery and, and general pain. I've had people say to me that they don't get the same sort of aches and pains that they did prior mm. after they started taking collagen supplement after taking the Vitacel supplement. I know Dave, he runs a lot. Um, he doesn't moan about, you know, aching and pains as much. So it's definitely going to support that. If you think the type one collagen, um, so collagen, the bovine collagen, the marine collagen has been shown to help with type one collagen and type three. So mm. they're the main collagens in the skin, but type one makes up over 90% of your body's collagen. So it's your most common type of collagen. Um, So it's in skin, bones, tendons, you know, it's all over the body. It's in ligaments as well. You've then got your type two, which is more for cartilage. Um, The marine collagen hasn't been shown to help with cartilage, you know, so joint structure. Um, Type three is the main collagen found in skin and also in arteries and in muscles. So that's why there may be some benefit with muscle recovery. And you've got type four, which is more sort of the base membrane in the basement membrane in the skin. And then you've got type five. They're the main types of collagen. Um, Five, you get in sort of skin and eyes and internal organs. But the ones with the collagen peptide supplements tend to be affecting the type one and the type three collagen. So that would be mainly your skin and your muscles, really. 
Do you feel educated about collagen? I do. Collagen? I mean, I thought I knew a lot about collagen, but now I know more. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Fiona. It's been a fascinating chat, always educational, always good fun Absolutely. to and talk about these kinds of topics. Which... And if you guys uh, are listening thinking, wow, uh, I can't remember what they said about the offer, it'll all be down below in the podcast description. So check it out. I'm going to check those, it out. those studies we're going to put down there yeah, too. Yeah, well, I mean, we probably can't find all, I think all. you said 25 randomized control studies. but we'll all of those. We'll, oh, yeah, we'll. We'll yeah. do some fishing and, and add some links just so you guys can do test your, do yeah. your own critiquing. Yeah. We're going to fish for collagen and fish for studies. There you go. There you go. Well, thanks, Fiona. It's lovely to see you again. And uh, maybe we'll catch up for a coffee soon. Yeah, I've seen you in to. ages. Catch up for a Negroni. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Actually, I've got a question. I saw on Instagram recently you did some M-Face. How was that? It was great. Um, I'm doing a course of it. Yeah. Oh. Um, so I'm very excited to try because... As you're an injector, you'll see I my issue is lower face. Hmm. So if M face can lift me up, I'm here for it. So we're going to do a course, take some before and afters. Yeah. They've also got a new treatment called Exion. Yeah. Which is a combined um, technology that also uses artificial intelligence for skin tightening. So from my understanding, I think I'm having M-Face and Exion. Ooh, there you go. That's very exciting. Um, and I will let you know, because apparently the Exion isn't painful, like, say, the, the Morpheus 8, which is very, very painful. Yes. So I'm here for it. I'm trying it. But so far, good. My only, my only feedback would be, as a consumer, it's an expensive treatment. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, investing $4,000 for a course of treatments, that's a lot of money to be investing. You want to see a result. So for me, I've had one treatment. Yes, I can feel a bit of a difference. Can I see $1,000 worth of treatment? Probably not yet. So I'm very keen to see after the four treatments, how much of an improvement, because for me, it's definitely around the, the jowl area. And that's the area that I'm, I'm hoping to see an improvement in. Yeah. Reason I dropped that in is, of course, we've been speaking about collagen and then uh, I guess eating collagen and consuming mm. collagen, but there are still things that, you know, not even injectors do, but there are devices mm. that sort of produce exogenous collagen yeah. by, from the outside and by tissue trauma and, and all the rest of it. So yeah. all these and things added together. Well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Mm. And, and if you do have tissue sag, maybe you need a bit more help as well as, you know, Oh, absolutely. Cell. I mean, I've got I've got a loss of um, firmness in the lower face. I'm in my mid fifties. I've definitely seen that plumpness from the collagen that I've never seen from a topical product. Yeah. Um, so I combine the collagen, also having the bio remodeling. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not a fan of filler because of that sort of fake look, but mm -hmm. I, I love the bio remodeling injections, and of course any any skin tightening treatment. I'm here for it, providing it doesn't melt the fat on my face because I want to keep that. Yeah. Well, just to counter that, because I feel like I need to defend hyaluronic acid. <laughs> I was waiting. Um, I was, <laughs> he's triggered. Fiona. Yeah, you triggered me now. Um, no, it's, it's a good point. I think a lot of injectors fall into that trap of trying to lift the tissue somehow mm. by blowing you up like a balloon. And it, it doesn't work. You know, you need different modalities. So you're doing all the right things. Um, yeah. And, you know, we've seen we've seen the pillow faces. They're everywhere. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a few scary, uh, few scary yeah, faces. Yeah. Interestingly... You know, just coming back from the UK recently, I just didn't notice it over there. You know, it was a lot more of a subtle look. It was all about healthy, glowing, dewy yeah. skin, natural, you know, natural aging, but in a, in a, I call it a stealth wealth type of aging. You know, people look 
good, but they don't look done. Yeah. Whereas here, I, I, I think we're still a bit behind, you know, the big lips, the big cheeks, the big lashes, the hair extensions. Um, I think we need to catch up a little bit for that more subtle aesthetic. Yeah, we've definitely got a bit of the Miami influ- influence, mm. I think. But you're from Essex. Mm-hmm. Essex kind of likes that look a little bit. Yeah, but I, I want to be from Belgravia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, great to chat as always. I'm levelling up, Jake. I'm levelling up. I was from Essex. <laughs> no, no, that's good. As long as you've got rid of the white stilettos, that's fine. <laughs> I'll never go. <laughs> okay. All right, well, we'll speak soon. Take care. Thank Thanks, you, Fiona. Fiona. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. For our latest news, follow us on Instagram at Inside Aesthetics Podcast. If you want to get in touch with myself or David, follow us on Instagram as well at Dr. Jake Sloan and David underscore Inside Aesthetics. Join our IA Patreon platform for invaluable business and injectable education. Get access to our global community of like-minded professionals, live and interactive Zoom sessions, hints and tip videos, webinars, and more. Head over to www.insideaesthetics.com forward slash Patreon for more information.